0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What shall we pray for those who died? God grant them peace. I preached my very first sermon in this chapel at the invitation of the then chaplain. I don't remember the sermon, but I remember the occasion. It was October the 18th, St Luke's Day, that's really why I remember it, I think, 1977, a very long time ago. I was absolutely terrified then, and if the truth be told, pretty apprehensive now. I take some comfort however from the very distinct possibility, not to say the absolute certainty, that nobody here can be in a position to compare the two performances, except the performer, and his memory is not up to that, and even if it were, his opinion would be a total irrelevance. Anyhow, I'm honoured to be asked back. So here goes for the second sermon, almost certainly the last I will ever preach here. In quite recent times we've seen a considerable revival in observance of Remembrance Tide all over the country. You might also think in connection with that of the wooten Bassett phenomenon. Not for me this evening to speculate about possible reasons for this, but at the heart of it seems to be a desire to honour our heroes, who are understood to have paid the ultimate sacrifice for their country. Summon the heroes, and I learned this watching television last night in the very comfortable guest room given to me here for my stay. Summon the heroes is the name of a CD being marketed this very remembrance tide. Perhaps they are thought to be the last heroes left. I don't know nor do I know how far this positive mood has eclipsed what I think is the other pole of remembrance, an overwhelming sense of waste and of futility. It's very easy for Christianity to get stuck at either of these poles, simply to endorse the heroism-sacrifice model or merely to pontificate about the horrors of war and about the blessings of peace. But, but, what shall we pray for those who died? God grant them peace. The choice of that hymn which we had at the beginning is quite deliberate. It happens to come from my native city, of glasgow and from a parish in what what might i say one of the less salubrious parts of that city but i love it not really because it comes from glasgow but because it seems to me a pretty subtle and sophisticated attempt to engage from a christian perspective with death in war above all because it repeatedly asks and answers one question and has a sort of tentativeness about it. It avoids getting stuck at either of the polls I mentioned a few moments ago. And so I think manages to engage at least some of the complexities that lie in between and turn out to be the very stuff of remembrance as people experience it. The high cost of the freedoms we hardly think about. The scars of grief and the waste of lives cut far, far too short. The embedding of hatred and bitterness in human hearts. The complacencies of a long and relatively prosperous peace. The experience of current wars and conflicts disturbing that peace. The longing for a peace That's much more than the absence of war. I could go on, but I needn't. In a strange sort of way then, the writers of this hymn, who as far as I know are quite ordinary parishioners, have done a rather wonderful thing. Taking at least some of the measure of the horrors and desolations that human folly inevitably brings, and that Zephaniah describes in that first reading, they've shown themselves in their hymn, imperfect as it no doubt is, to be St. Paul's children of light and of the day, because they've exercised a watchful and a sober judgment, rooted in faith and hope in the face of death in wars, wars just and unjust, prolonged or short, deaths of our own people, deaths of our enemies' people. What they have done in composing that hymn, all of us are surely called to do as we participate in remembrance, to show ourselves children of the light and of the day, Consumed neither by a cult of heroes nor by a cult of despair. There is another hymn of which I learned just the other day from a priest in the Diocese of Edinburgh, of which I'm at present acting bishop. It's quite something to think that for a short time Glasgow is in charge of Edinburgh. That's quite an upturn in Scottish affairs, and Edinburgh, now that the Parliament's there, is getting more and more sure of itself, and that's not a good thing. Anyhow, um, (laughs) I've just realised that's going to be broadcast, but never mind. (laughs) Anyhow, I learned about this hymn one of the gifts of the clergy of that diocese to their temporary bishop. Its author, Brian Wren, is justly famous, but very interestingly, It was commissioned from him by a branch of the Royal British Legion, and I wonder what they made of it when first they sang it. I leave you also to wonder and to ponder. Weep for the dead. Let tears and silence tell of blood and battle, horror and renown. The years diminish but do not dispel. the pain of lives destroyed and life laid down. Raising our flag, we stand with muffled drum, judged by the colours of God's love and loss, recalling as we pray your kingdom come, a purple robe and blood upon a cross. Weep for the dead, from all the ills of earth, Stand by the cross that bids all hatred cease. March to the drums of dignity and worth. Salute the King of love, the King of peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.